Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Average Money Podcast. Tonight is another voicemail episode. If you guys are new here, my name is JJ. I'm joined always with my good buddy, Brad. How you doing, man? Good, man. I uh, look forward to this. We're one day behind, but uh, there's just something about sitting down and having three beers on a Wednesday or a Thursday that really, really makes my life complete. I feel like we're... uh, one foot out the door here, but it's just too, I, you said to me today, like, man, the podcast is really growing. And I'm like, well, it's a good thing. It's really fun to do and it's not too much work <laughs> because if it was any more work than this, we would have bagged this episode and yeah, <laughs> see you next week guys. But <laughs> no, we, uh, we got a good voicemail and also too, I want to remind anybody that's new to the podcast or anybody that's just curious. We have a guest next week. Um, you can stream in on Wednesday. So this episode comes out on Monday, but, uh, Zeke from the, uh, green money show or the dream green money show. He's going to be with us on Wednesday night. That episode will come out a week from Monday, but for anybody that like wants to see, we've never done a guest live. We've always recorded with guests, but he's a, he's a man. He was like, nah, I want to do this right. He's like, I want to get in the chat and uh, so I'm looking forward to that, but I just wanted to quick plug that as well as thank everybody. This episode is brought to you by the Discord. You know, you guys are, I'm sure you don't realize that it. it's, you probably think it's just a couple bucks, but it really is, it's covering our hosting fees and all the other things that we really do need to pay for and things like that. So I personally want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart because most of the people in the Discord have been there a real long time. So thank yep. you guys. Appreciate but uh, yeah, Jay, that's a, uh, it's a good little episode we got going on. I, I, I thought it was usually the voicemails are done in 25 minutes and here we are an hour and 10 minutes in. So never know what's going to happen. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, guys, I will find a natural spot. Let's begin this week's episode right now. What's going on, man? Hurting, bro. What do you mean? Oh yeah. You, uh, you're not feeling well. Mm-mm. Yikes. Yeah, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. It really does suck. Happens to the best of us, I guess. Do you want to go? You want to? You want to explain? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm talk about it. I guess. I'm not gonna spill your tea, you know. Yeah, appreciate it. Let me spill my own, I guess. Your boy has. Uh, well, let me let me before I just come out and say it. Let me first start with what happened. So, uh, what was this? late last week maybe let's call it friday you know so it's been a week almost where we're recording on thursday night and i started feeling my like my stomach was feeling a little weird like my muscles and my stomach almost like my abs on like the left side of my stomach and i thought it was at first i was like my shirt was messing with it you know how sometimes your shirt can like rub your skin weird i don't know it was a weird feeling i've never felt it before I was like, what the hell? Is, what is that? And then I would like press my stomach and, and it felt weird. And I was like, eh, whatever. I just brushed it off. It's like a weird day, you know, because I am 30 now. So I, I'm starting to get these like weird random ass aches and pains for no reason. Yeah, shit's not going to go away. <laughs> oh, great, dude. <laughs> That's not what I want to hear. So, you know, I let it go a day and a half for two. And then all of a sudden I see these like two little bumps on that spot. And I just, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. It was maybe it's, uh, I don't know, something. I don't know. 
I don't really ever get random bumps, but I didn't really think anything of it, to be honest. <laughs> that wasn't going to go there either. <laughs> bumps was probably the wrong uh, yeah, word to use. Yeah, okay. probably. You better speed so, the story up now because we just lost half of our <laughs> listeners. So then JJ's I... Uh, got the, JJ's got these bumps going on. <laughs> so then all of a sudden I get this horrible kidney pain. And I'm like, what in the hell is that? I feel like somebody just kept taking a screwdriver and like shoving it in the side of my, like, my side and kept like moving it around. So one night I woke up. I'm like, okay, some, something's off here. I know something's terribly wrong. So then I thought, Lindsay and I both thought it was kidney stones. And when you told me, when you told me that, yeah. as somebody that's been through the stones, I was like, oh my God, JJ, go to the doctor immediately. <laughs> because I have cried over the toilet bowl as a grown-ass man. <laughs> yeah. Go to the doctor. <laughs> so I have MediShare since I'm self-employed and we don't have you know regular insurance. And with MediShare, they have this cool deal where you can call up a, a doctor and it's free because you're a MediShare user right? Um, or whatever, they, clientele, whatever they call that. But uh, it's called, through MD Live. And so you just schedule like an, uh, it's like a consulting call, but it's with a doctor. And it's just kind of going into the walk-in clinic, except you're on the phone. And so he wanted me to send him pictures of those two bumps. I was telling him about the symptoms. He's like, yeah, sir. So uh, you have what's known as shingles. And I was like, what the hell? Shingles? I was like, I'm not, I'm not 70 years old. What's going on here? <laughs> he goes, well, actually, it's pretty common uh, for, you know, younger people to get shingles. You know, anyone can get it. And, like, I've had the chicken pox and, you know, all this. So it was, uh, I wasn't, ex- it came out of left field when he said that. So I got prescribed some antiviral medicine and now we're hoping it, it goes away. But, dude, I'm telling you, man, this stuff ain't no joke, bud. I, I mean. I haven't heard of somebody like that I knew getting it. And I told you when you told me that, um, a buddy of mine, he just got it, but he started behind his ear and it like spread to his jaw and it almost looked like he had had a stroke. It was bad. Oh wow. And he waited way too long to go to the doctor. That's why I was another, I was like, go to the doctor. If something's yeah. not right, people go, go to, to the, the freaking doctor. doctor. You know, if, the, if there's anything I learned from losing my mom, losing my dad, one of which probably could have been treated, you know, like, Go to the doctor if something doesn't feel right. But yeah, glad you got. Is it is it an ointment? No, nah, it's a pill. I love that word, ointment. Nah, it's just a pill. You don't get to lube it up. No, I don't. But uh, weird thing is, <laughs> it's the same medicine they give people who have herpes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an antiviral. But it's focused on. It's specifically for herpes. Uh, shingles, chicken pox, and one other like skin-related issue they listed. Cold sores, I think it was. What's up with that trigger finger? Oh, it's black nail polish. No, mine's usually yeah. my pinky. You, mm-hmm. do it, you do it on the you do it on the trigger finger? I usually uh, do it on the pinky. It's whatever one they grab. Uh, all right. Yeah, this happened to be the... I let Avery... Avery can do my, uh, Avery can do my pinky because it's the only finger that's kind of as big as hers. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell her once your fingers get to a certain size, you can't put nail polish on anymore. Yeah. And she goes, mommy's an adult. I was like, yeah, but she has little tiny hands like you. <laughs> I didn't want to be like, man hands. Yeah. Man yeah. Hands. People, I, I do. I've had this on for like two days now and I've gotten so many questions about it. Dude, you smash your finger. What is that? You a punk rocker now? Yeah. Hanging out yeah. too long with Trevor Hassel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you hear that because I think I can I can be in the band. Dude, that that guy can rock, man. It's pretty crazy. How's your money? Are you stressed? I'm solid, dude. Taxes taxes are taken care of. 
I know now I got to play. What do you mean? Well, because like you've been working so hard to get yours done and then we had to get ours done and then I got the stuff from you and now I have to lock it up and get all mine in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, taxes suck. Taxes suck so bad, dude. Like, and there's just so many like, and I feel like too, the more money you make, the more complicated it gets. Yeah. It's, I had to, yeah, it's just a, I mean, it's, I guess it's, it's a, uh, that's the benefit is like you're earning more money, but like yeah. the shitty part is that sometimes I'm almost like, I miss the days when it was a W2 income. <laughs> that's all I, that's all I had to worry about. Turbo, I, turbo tax. Turbo tax. tax. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. My brother Jerry's 37 years old today, actually. And he's dude still uses TurboTax. He's it's like, perfect. I got, he's like, I got one income, a brokerage account, and that's it. I'm like, yeah, you are good, bro. And he's like, and I'm under the standard deduction, so he's like, I I don't have any expenses, right? I know you don't want uh, you don't watch the market, right? You didn't see the market today. Uh, I watched it a little bit today. Yeah, today. Well, yesterday was great green day. Yes, it was a big green day yesterday. Today was wacky. Today was straight down, straight up, and then a little bit yeah. over. But I feel like, stop me if I'm wrong, I hear about a, every single day there's a different stock, well-known stock, that after hours just drops 12%. I feel like it happens every day. Yeah. Do you know which one it was today? No, what? Smith & West. Mm. What's it at right now? They drop like 16%. I think they're trading for $15 or $16 right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. That may be... Uh... I put it in the Discord. I'm like, flash sale, flash sale. Oh, after hours, yeah. Wow. I already have two. Um, I already have two cash secure puts on them, but I'm for for seventeen hundred bucks. Yeah, I may have to. Uh, <laughs> I may have to get in on that, dude. That's why I brought it up because I know you're not uh, watching the markets these days, but I know that you're a fan of the the wheel wheel stock Smith and Wesson. Every day a different stock down twelve yeah, percent. Dude, I'll tell you what. What I'm been shocked about seeing. And it, I mean, it just gets me more excited because I just keep buying it. But SoFi, man, they had a great earnings come out. Uh, and they went straight up and straight back down again? They shot up 22%. And then all, and then just right back down, right? Yeah. They're back down to 10 bucks. Palantir did, Palantir kind of said the same one, you know? Yeah. Palantir's a little different. I mean, like, I'm way more bullish on SoFi than I am Palantir just because Palantir is so much more things to hurt hurdles to get through i feel like to where right. sofi literally has this liter linear path to success path to yeah i mean like there's it's just they just have to execute that i mean they just yeah. have to keep going they had a a record earnings or a record quarter i believe in members they gained this past quarter yeah um i mean dude they're they're doing it right they're focused they're so they're more worried about growth right now and obtaining members right. than they are about profitability which as we deemed from history from the history before it's Amazon Facebook they all did it they all focused on building up membership than focusing so much on profitability and it seemed to work for them I just don't see how sofi is I mean I don't see how it's not going to succeed they got the bank charter license. I mean, it's it's still stinging, man. Those freaking leaps that I wrote in the beginning of the year. Oh yeah, just so hard to open my brokerage account these days. Yeah, the past two three months, man, it's been uh, yeah. Some especially in those like smaller cap, you know, non profitable stocks. A lot of people are probably hurting right now on those. But I'll tell you this: 
The good old dividend portfolio, brother. Oh, my goodness. That thing is... Lockheed Martin is carrying my whole portfolio I love it. on its back. <laughs> I love it. Dude, I'm up like 30-something percent in Lockheed Martin. <laughs> and when finance is like overweight. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. I'm not putting any money into this. Like, yeah. <laughs> if, if M1 Finance could go, damn, <laughs> yes. it would for my uh, Lockheed Martin weight. Yeah, oh, no, it's, uh, it's good. And I'm finally figuring out this day trading thing, which is kind of nice. I'm still having a take five awesome steps forward and then one step back that cleans out pretty much most of the five. Mm -hmm. But I've been profitable for barring major catastrophe tomorrow. Mm. I'm about to have my third profitable week in a row. So what are you focusing on tomorrow? So, so hang on. Let me, let me say this as an outsider looking in. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't really know day trading, but like if for me, what I think I would probably do if I was going to focus on day trading is I would probably pick two stocks and I wouldn't look at any other stocks at all for months. Right. And I would study those stocks every single day. Is that not right? Is that not something you would want to do? Yeah. I mean, the less you need to think, the better. Yeah. I think more, um, I'll be honest, the, I've been just trading the spy. Well, I've been mm, trading, okay. I've been trading off of the futures chart. So I've been trading off the ES the the uh, the mini the e mini and but I've been trading spy options because liquidity is better and it's just a little bit easier but the big losses that I had and guys when I say losses we're talking like maybe eight hundred to eleven hundred dollars is like a huge loss every time I've done that I've gone outside of the spy like. I've gotten like there wasn't a good setup for me. And instead of sitting on my hands, which is kind of the video I put on uh, the new channel today, instead of sitting on my hands, I would like go creeping around for other stocks and like looking for last minute setups and I was just getting smoked. So today I was really patient. In the end of the day, I tried to enter a trade. I got stopped out quick, which was awesome. I want to get stopped out, especially in hindsight in this one, I got stopped out and then it kept on going against me. So it was good to get out. Um, but every single week I have like a different goal and this week's goal after last week was to trade less. So make less trades. I made less than 10 trades this week, which is down almost 50%. That's that's good. Yeah. I'm sticking to pretty much like a 70% win rate. But like I said, those 25% are way, they're pretty much equaling all my wins. Yeah. So I'm only profitable a couple hundred bucks right now. But next week's goal is I eliminated everything from my watch list on Weeble. Like all I'm looking at is the spy. I'm not even extending out. A lot of people do the spy and the NAS at the same time, right? They'll, they'll watch the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to do that next week. Hmm. I'm not doing it. And also, you know, like my account's kind of staying where it is. I'm learning a lot, but it's, dude, it's just so fun. I love it. But I know I'm not going to do it when I'm not working. No. I've, if there's anything I've learned over the last couple of weeks, like I had February break last week as a teacher and I like sat by my computer and I was a slave to my computer all day and I did not like that. And I never wanted to do that. But like this week back to work where I just have a couple hours off in the middle of the day, I'm like, wow, I can really just focus on my plan. If my plan doesn't set, I'm out of there. And literally when I, when after lunch, cause I teach the second half of the day straight. So I obviously can't trade. From then until now, 
I haven't even opened my computer. So where like when I was home, I was like, just had my computer out all day. I kept walking by it. Oh, what's it doing now? What's it doing now? So I know that this is probably just going to be like a work hobby thing, but it's fun, man. I like it. It's, yeah. I've scaled down a lot. So instead of going in for multi-contracts and trying to get a hundred dollars every trade, I've scaled down to one contract and I'm perfectly happy getting 20, $30 every single day. Like I say, I'm profitable. Like that's pretty much what I'm averaging. I'm averaging like 20 to $30 a day. And then I'm losing 300 after like a bunch of wins in a row. Yeah. So, but having fun. Yeah, but I'm watching good. the market a lot. If you want, if you want, but you're absolutely right. Like watching one thing, I want nothing to do with anything else. And the reason I had them up in my watch list is because I've lost on my leaps and I was like, oh, I'm going to get back. I'm going to win those back. I'm going to break even on everything. And I'm like, that's cold revenge. Like I'm mm. not even trying to let emotions get in. Right. I was like, if I can profit five grand this year on the spy and I lost a thousand in three other positions, I still won. Like it's okay that Apple beat me. I got it back from the spy, you know? Right. We got a voicemail. We got a voice. Well, you got a question? Go. Oh, well, I was going to say while you were talking, I was looking and, uh, dude, SWB, SWB, I got down to almost under 13 bucks. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm going to, I want to look at the earnings and see why people are freaking out. I'm going to guess just from last quarter, they're probably worried about production because production was slowing down. It's probably slowing down even more, which kind of surprises me with what's going on over in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm for I'm, me. It's almost going to be like, hello, M1 finance. This is Brad Finn. Can you tell me more about the 2% margin interest, please? Because I'm yeah. looking to purchase a little bit of SWBI. <laughs> I know. Right. I'm sorry. It's almost under 14, not 13. Not financial advice. Yeah. Do not I know, buy. Dude, I, now, now that I see the M1 finance amount saying you can borrow, you know, $4,500 or whatever. Uh, and I'm just like, it just oh, went up man. from, it just went up from 35% of your portfolio to 45. What did the, what you could borrow overall. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably ain't touching that. Unless I, unless we see like the only way I'd probably think about margin, dude, is if it's like, yeah, I think, man, even the, Fed, the Feds haven't, no, hang on. The Feds haven't even come out yet and announced that we're, when they're going to raise rates. But they did say, they, they did say what it's going to go up by though. So at least we can price it in. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not priced in yet. How do we know? I think they based, I think the reason that we were so green yesterday is that the market based in uh, priced in 50 basis points. And when he announced 25, 25, it was like, boom, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But I do want to ask, like I was more conservative during this tax season. Like I, cause I wanted to wait, like, right. The last thing you want to do is be making moves and then those moves lose. And then you are the tax man. But now that the tax man straight, your wife's got some income coming in. That 2% interest doesn't seem a little bit more tempting. Actually, to be honest, dude, we're focusing on building up a larger cash position right now. All roads leads to all roads lead to real estate. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. It's part of to have uh, money for another deal. No, we with we would like to have a little bit more cash in the bank. Um, and I know people are always like, "Oh, you're gonna get killed in inflation and all this," and I'm like, I like having cash in the bank. I just like it. I'm not thinking you're going to get killed in that. I'm thinking like, I I remember during all this bull market over the last couple of years, people being like, and the people that kept on investing while the market was dipping, they did the best. Like, 
I could see trying to hold cash in an overvalued market, but now as things come back and things become a little bit more, at least more aligned with some sort of valuations, I'm not saying they're back to normal or they're not so overvalued, but like you're, you're not looking to like deploy that in while we're at some lows. Oh, well there's still cash going. So I mean, we're going to max out the Roths for 2021 and 2022. We're mm-hmm. all, we're doing, so we got lucky. Or I'm sorry, not the Roths. We're maxing out traditionals this year because of income limits. And based on my taxes and SEPs, and we're not going to do a backdoor Roth. We're going to just fully fund a traditional IRA. Okay. Um, so we're going to be maxing out that for my wife and I for 2021. We're going to turn around and we're going to do that in 2022. So there's $24,000 right there. And then I'm going to turn around and max out my SEP for 2022, which is another twelve grand or so. Right. Um so yeah, I mean, we're definitely deploying cash in the market. It's just not in my brokerage accounts. It's in my tax advantage accounts. You're building that foundation. Yeah, man. And then I mean, that's what we always preach. You know, I'm doing what I'm doing what we preach. We're we are funding them tax advantage accounts first. And then on top of that, I'm still putting money into M1 Finance every single month. Right now I'm putting in 100 bucks a week, so 400 bucks a month. And then on top of that, we're trying to build up a large cash position in our money market account. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So definitely feels good having those taxes covered. I'm not. I have no cash. You want to come stick me up? You're not going to get much. If I can <laughs> find my wallet to go to the ATM. I don't even have an ATM card. Uh, so if if you want to stick me up, I can write you a check for there's probably 2500 bucks in my check account. <laughs> Maybe. Actually, tomorrow, tomorrow's payday, there's less than $2,500. If you're going to mug me, you better mug me on the Friday that I get paid because we don't take paychecks from Tara right now because she's maxing out her stuff. So here's my like question is, like, mm-hmm. what happens if we do see another 20% dip in the market? Like, I always thought, I was like, man, I wish I had more cash to deploy right now because like, I feel like a lot of people too may have, I think I got lucky to be honest. I think I got lucky with having to owe this tax bill right. and I, and I know Lindsay and I oversaved for this thing mm-hmm. just cause we were in, we were planning for the worst. So I literally, besides putting my 50 bucks in a week in M1 finance, we haven't put any money in the market over the past couple months. Right. So as I've been seeing the market dip, 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 it's been like, man, like, you know, like I'm not sitting here saying I'm trying to time the market because as soon as I get the cash or as soon as we fi- write that check for the tax bill, the money's going in the market for the tax advantage accounts. But as far as brokerage accounts go, I'm like, man, it's it's kind of nice, you know, not not bu- taking all of my cash and buying it on the first dip. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this. There's actually, I, can, I have two, I think, pretty good answers for that. Number one, I come from a position of having a very high regular secure income mm-hmm. and I am able to predict exactly how much the, I'm able to predict exactly the least amount of money that I'm going to make every single month sure. with my expenses. So I know that even with a continued dip, I am still going to have a fair amount of money to put towards the market. And I'm not saying I, we, we've joked about this, but like a 20% dip, I might think about 2% margin. I have a heel. I like if I really yeah, felt the true. need, but I don't really feel the need. I, I'm a true believer that regular Monday morning investments over time 
growing them when you can, setting a goal to grow them maybe quarterly. That's what I care about. Yeah. You know, and I, if I didn't have that secure income, you know, that'd be, that'd be different. Like I might hold a bigger cash position, but I know like I, as a teacher, like I know my checks, right. And they come every single two weeks. Yeah. Every, and then too, I got some bigger, like at the end of the year, I get two big checks, one for a family buyback and then they pay me summer all at once. But that's the reason why I'm not, if we still keep seeing a correction, I'll just probably just keep going more. I'll just probably just, you know, allocate some of that. But I also too, I'm uh now that things are kind of calming down with the COVID, I have four flights booked right now. Mm. I'm traveling four times before September. So that's kind of exciting too. So I think that's, I'm not really worried about the markets too much there either because I am going to be focused on like getting back to like spending a little bit more money. I think over the last two years during COVID, I was very, very probably overly frugal, borderline cheap. And like COVID worked out for if you, COVID worked out if you were kind of like frugal, you know, minus your kitchen <laughs> and my bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that I paid cash for, but yeah, yeah. no, I, uh, I, I'm looking to like just spend a little bit more money too, because you know, being financially independent too, everything that I am putting into the markets now is pretty much gravy until I need to live off the markets. So I'm not looking to retire this year or next year. I'm definitely not looking to need to live off any sort of retirement account, brokerage account. I mean, until all of my passive income streams run dry and I plan on living a little bit of Wi-Fi. My wife is younger than me, so she's going to work for a couple more years. So yeah, it could keep going down, man. Yeah. Keep going down. Yep. Oh, I get it. We, uh, we have a voicemail tonight. We do. From a former, uh, from our actually our first ever guest on the Average Money Podcast. Really? Yep. Good, good man himself, Bryce Matheson. Yes. All right, you ready to do this one? Yeah, let's do this. Vo- I, I know nothing what it's about, but if it's Bryce, it's definitely real estate. So it's a, here we go with a real estate investing. <laughs> it's actually not. It's not a real estate investment? Oh, my God. Then I, I'm shocked. I'm it's curious. A good one. I'm curious what Bryce is going to ask us. It's a good one. All right, go. Hey, Brad. Hey, JJ. It's Bryce. Um, I heard a a quote by um, Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets, or who used to be on Bigger Pockets, and he said a, an interesting quote. And he said, "Anybody who's able to retire early can't retire early." Meaning, anybody who's who's physically able to retire early before the age of 65 is the kind of person who is so driven that they can't actually truly just sit back and, and retire early. Um, I'm, I'm curious to hear your, your thoughts on that, whether you agree or disagree. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, with Brad and I both being fathers, we want the best for our families. That is why recently we both signed up for term life insurance policies with Ladder Insurance. If there is one thing Brad and I don't want for our families when we leave this earth is a financial burden. We want to know that our spouse and children will be taken care of when we are gone. Ladder makes it impressively fast and easy to get covered. You just need a few minutes and a phone or laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. There are no hidden fees, you can cancel at any time, and you even get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. 
Since life insurance costs more as you age, now is the time to cross it off your list. So click the link in the show notes to get a quote in seconds. Good question, ain't it? It is. And (laughs) I feel like I have a different, I would have a different answer for this depending on like what day it is and what kind of mood you got me in <laughs> and how many Budweiser's I've drank. But you go, you go first. Cause you're, this is, I think this is a little age. So the, the things we have to think about here, we're, we're both different ages that we've mentioned many times before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I also consider myself financially independent already. I don't think you do yet. Mm-mm, not yet. So, I guess, but I don't, all right, you go first. (laughs) Okay. So first I want to talk about like what we think of as like retiring early, technically. Like when I think of retire early, I think you are, or probably what, what the general America thinks of retiring is you go to the golf course every morning, you're sitting on the beach drinking Mai Tais in Hawaii you are up in the cabin in the woods, you know, no one's messing with you. You don't, you know, you don't work. You do whatever you want to do. If you want to sit in the hot tub all day and you sit in the hot tub all day. That's what I think generalized America thinks of retiring. What if you want to work? Well, that's kind of Bryce's question though. So is that retiring? I I don't think so. You know, like, I guess you can, I guess you can, retirement can be whatever, you know, word you want it to mean. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. But so really to, I guess, to answer Bryce's question first would be, um, I think, I agree with what he mentioned, like with what Brandon Turner said. I agree with that 100% because I've experienced that. So even though I'm not fully financially independent, I mean, we're, we're close, but we're not, we're not, we're not there. Um, meaning like if Lindsay and I both stopped working today, we would still have to, I'd still have to work to make money, like to, to pay the bills. Like our investments aren't covering all of our bills yet. Um, close, but they're not there yet. So I've done it before. I have been wife five, if you want to call it that, Brad. Um, that was six years ago. I was a year out of college and Lindsay and I did what we were about to embark on doing with two kids now. And she did travel nursing in Hawaii. And I practically was a beach bum for a year in Hawaii when I was 24 years old, 25 was free. I thought, dude, I tell you what, man, I thought it was the jackpot. I married my sugar mama. She's going to take care of me. I literally had a moped. I would drive around and I would, I would go buy a six pack of Corona lights I'd go to the beach, I'd sit on the beach, I'd drink Coronas, I'd read a book, listen to music, go for a swim, you know, work out, do whatever. And I did that for about a month, maybe. I was going to say like two or three weeks, but it was probably more like a month until I was like, holy shit, I am bored out of my mind. I am in paradise. I'm drinking beer. I'm riding around on my moped, my shirt off, all around the island, you know, uh, island of Oahu. Like, people dream of this. Like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, why am I having these thoughts of like, I'm bored. I need to go back home. 
What things can I focus on to build up? What's something that I can work on to improve? What's and I got all these crazy ideas for Lindsay and I too. You know, she'd come home from work after working a twelve-hour shift, and I'm like, "All right, bye, babe. This is what we're gonna do next. We're gonna go do this. I'm gonna start this detailing business here in Hawaii, and I'm gonna go around and I'm gonna be a you know I'm gonna go to different places and do all this, and I'm also gonna get my real estate license. I'm gonna start selling real estate in Hawaii. You know, she's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" So I agree with what Bryce said about what Brandon mentioned is that you truly can't retire early if you are as driven as probably most of the people listening to this podcast are. I don't like the word driven. Did you have you have you listened to the Alex Harmozy episode yet? I know you said you were gonna. Have you listened to it? Yeah. Mind blowing. Absolutely. Mind is life changing. One of the things that he really was talking about towards the end with the belief statements and things like that and how he doesn't believe that marriage is a compromise and you only get one life living on your terms. And he was going back and forth about how with Graham, Graham like wanted to work. Like that's what he wants to do on his birthday. That's what he wants to do. Right. The problem for me is that all of my hobbies and the things that I love to do others would perceive as work. So when we try and like define retirement, no bullshit. Like when I like meet people or like acquaintances of people and they ask me what I do, I tell them that I'm retired. Not to like flex, not because I want to like start conversation, but because I truly believe it, right? I can't say that I only teach because I love it and then go out and be like, I do, I'm a teacher. Like I legitimately teach because I love it right? I think retirement, I've also said like cliche things, age is not a retirement, age is not a number, it's an amount of money, which I truly believe in the FI number. But do you think like if you're really, see, I, this, okay, so, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, go. I feel like retired is a, like, so for me, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but for me, I feel like retired and financially independent are two different things. Like I think financially independent is what you are. I feel like retirement is not working and kind of like in relaxing, relaxing phase of your life. See, I think retirement is the ultimate choice to do whatever the fuck you want. It's ultimate contentment. Like think of it. Like if if I had to like paint my perfect day and I had to like exclude my kids, like my kids were at my in-laws right? And it was like, Brad, what do you want to do today? A large portion of my day would include doing something that others that would perceive as work that I choose to do and I love to do. Now, don't get it twisted. I also like to stay busy. Like busyness and and knocking tasks out is something that I am driven by. So for example, like in the summer, and those of you that have been in my Discord for a year and lived through last summer, when it's summer and I'm doing stuff, I do not think about like traditional work. Like I'll disappear. I have no problem shutting it off. I have no problem getting in the Discord and being like on Friday night, guys, guys, I'm going to be away the whole weekend. You probably won't hear from me. Like I have no problem like turning work off, <clears throat> but it has to be met with something that's equally as stimulating to me. Like, I enjoy the markets. I enjoy business. So like, 
and I, I could just sit around and watch Marcus Lemonis and the prophet and whatever other shows he has. Like I enjoy, like if some people like to sit on the beach and read a book. I want to sit on a beach and learn about business and how to make businesses more efficient and how to raise and increase profits. Like that's what I love to do, but others perceive that as work. I really do think I'm retired because I still feel the power and the freedom to make whatever choices I want. You know, like if I need to take a day off of work, I feel like I could take a day off work. It's not a big deal. Like I don't have to worry about that sort of thing. If I want to try a new project, like this, this whole, this day trading thing, we've talked about it at nauseum, but like it really, it's a hobby project for me. I took a little bit of money for entertainment purposes and I said, this is how I'm going to entertain myself over this period of time. It's going to be a long time if I manage my risk properly. It's going to be a short time if I just want to YOLO it and get it done with quick. I, don't, I just said I don't like the word driven. I don't think people need to be, I don't think to get to pers- uh, to financial independence and reti- early retirement, I don't think you necessarily need to be that quote unquote driven. I think to get to that number, you need to live below your means and invest on a regular basis and try and increase that investment every single month or every single week or every single quarter. But it takes drive to do that. No, it, it takes, takes drive to live below your means. It takes discipline to do that. That's kind of drive. That's See, I think drive is like the the urge to want to like do something new and go somewhere else and seek new adventure. I mean, kind of, but it also drive is also looked at as, in my opinion, is like it's also the drive to want to stay living below your means every single month. That takes drive to do that every single month. It's easy to just go spend money and and you know not be frugal, but it takes drive to be able to make that budget work month after month after month. That is a driven person who can do that. Just like somebody who goes on a diet and loses 100 pounds and keep that 100 pounds off year over year over year. That takes drive. So you're saying drive and discipline are synonymous? Maybe not exactly 100% the same, but I would say they're pretty close. So like somebody that has like maybe just their 401k and they have it on set it and forget it and they never look at it. And in 20 years, they're going to be a multimillionaire. Were they driven? Yeah. I mean, I guess. They didn't do anything. It was all passive. The fact that they set it up, I guess they were driven to be successful. Like, what would you call the person who didn't do that? I mean, I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here. But, I mean, yeah, I guess, but you're also looking at it like a little different scenario, too, than what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like I don't consider like, myself that driven, is what I, maybe what I'm saying. Okay. I don't consider my, like, and this is like my three, <laughs> my friends bust my chops. My, I have a, I have a three-year shelf life. Like, when we had my three-year an- wedding anniversary, my friend sent me congratulations the day after that because I quit everything after three years. <laughs> they were like, I've never seen you stick with anything for more than three years because, frankly, I'm not that driven. I'm more, I'm more curious I'm more choices. I'm more options. I like to do more different things and experience new things. I'm not like driven to start businesses. I was just. But that's still drive though. That's still drive to go try something new. Like you still have the drive to stop what you're doing and go do something else. Some would say, some people would say that's reckless though. I guess it depends how you look at life. Right. I I look at it as like you're living your life you want to live. 
doesn't matter what the hell you do as long as you're as long as you're working towards something I believe that's drive it doesn't matter if you stick to one thing or not or the other that doesn't matter what what the purpose of driven and, and being I keep I think it's weird saying drive but the purpose of what I mean by that is like no matter what you're working on if you're working to get yourself ahead I believe that's driven now I think we're kind of getting away from Bryce's point here so I kind of want to bring this back to the original point he's saying can you can I go golfing every day? I, I, I can I go fishing every day? I think if you are a person who works towards retiring early, I think right. once you get to that point, you're gonna be something's gonna be missing. I don't think you can just sit and be retired. No. So you're defining, like I said, I and I don't think I could either. But I, yeah, like even if I didn't have, like if I if I couldn't work, like if you were like Brad. I dare you not to do anything that involves generating income. I like, I love to ride my bike. I like to exercise. I don't think I could like, I would never be as excited to wake up and go bike riding as I am to like wake up and see what the S and P 500 futures did overnight. (laughs) I just, I I don't think I could be maybe, I mean, skiing, like if I lived in Steamboat, Colorado, and I could wake up and, and... But you're just comparing two different things, though, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter what the what the thing is. It doesn't matter what your... What the... Uh, what the yeah, but I don't think any retired people aim to just do nothing. I mean, maybe if you're 80. I mean, my dad retired at 50. He, re- he retired to literally play golf every day. But then again, my dad who I consider very driven. He did that and then he got bored and he tried to work at his buddy's deli and it didn't work out. He quit after one day and said, making eggs at home is much different than the deli. Then he started chauffeuring his buddy around that um, uh, was having seizures a lot and couldn't drive. I forget what it's called. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, epil- epilepsy. So he was always like, he became like a little league umpire. Like, yes, he always was trying to find side hobby projects and i think those were to keep him i think they were to keep him busy and i really think he enjoyed them i don't think it was because he quote needed to i mean he did need to do something i don't fuck t- i i guess i guess brandon turner's right I, that's what i think i think he is right i think uh, yeah i mean i feel like so when i'm 50 in 10 years am i still going to be like doing all these wacky things or am i just going to be just chilling like a vil bob do like good nah, vibes. I bet, I bet it may not be YouTube and podcasting and whatever, but I think you're going to have something to do for sure. What am I going to be doing in 10 years? Who knows, dude? Did you think you were going to be talking to a dude from Missouri on live streams and YouTube, you know, and having a podcast five years ago, 10 years ago? I didn't. There's a part of me that says I did. Bullshit. We didn't even know what podcasts were 10 years not ago. Not 10 years ago, but like. Well, that's Well, 10 years, you'll be 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you have no idea what's going to happen. There could be something in the metaverse that pops, and you're like, I want to do that, and then you start a business in the metaverse. You have no idea. Uh, I don't think think I'll ever be a metaverse kind of guy. Okay. I'm not teaming up with that robot. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, man. Because... Let me just finish my... Because, like, didn't Brandon turn it... Did speaking of the context, didn't Brandon Turner quit Bigger Pockets so that he could do his own deal? Like, isn't he like a little Cardone now? He's like a little syndicate know. guy. 
I don't know the details on that. Yeah, he started his own like syndicate real estate investing firm, mm. I believe. So I like, but then again, I don't know if he considers himself retired. Because Brandon Turner's he's probably a little bit older than me, right? Is he older than me or younger than me? Who? Brandon Turner. No idea. Like, let's Not say. Not much help here, am I? <laughs> let's say he's 40. Okay. Right. Retirement age is 63. Do I think that he's going to be sitting on his hands when he's 50? Yeah. So I still think he'll retire early. The dude moved to Florida so that he could talk to a microphone and surf all day and just order money around. You don't think that dude's retired? I don't know. I think he's financially independent. I don't think he's retired. Like, I feel like, again, maybe this is this old fashioned me. Like, when I say, when I feel like someone says they're retired, I feel like they are 65 plus years old and they're hanging it up and, and chilling out. Vacationing, cruises, golf, and, you know, working in your shop type thing. That's what I kind of feel like as retired. But that's probably just me being old fashioned. Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll just wrap it up with this. I will be a workaholic until my wife asks me not to be. Can I tell... My wife will never give me my wife will never give me an ultimatum. You made an amazing post the other day that I retweeted on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. that Alex Harmosi said. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to be broke, you know, marry a woman that understands. Like if and my cousin Richie, he is he's kind of a weirdo, but he has sometimes a, an amazing perspective. He was over the other night and he's like, My friends, like, they're just so afraid to like talk to their wives or like they're gonna get in trouble. He's like you guys have like the coolest relationship. If I ever had a girlfriend, I'd kind of want it to be like this. You guys, you bust each other's chops. You, you let each other work. You let each other do your own thing. Like I can literally say to Tara, like when I did that ebook, I literally said to Tara, mm-hmm. like I'm off the radar this weekend, baby girl. I'm focused. I got to do this. You got to take care yep. of the kids. I'll, I'll make it up to you on Monday. And she didn't roll her eyes. She and she's like, go to work. Do you want to go downstairs? Do you need me to take the kids somewhere? Maybe I'll go to my parents. Yep. Like, that's that's a plus and i know that and then one day she's gonna say hey brad you know maybe we can maybe not you know i'll probably have to ask her if i can like you know do something but she she would never tell me not to but there might be i think i can see there coming a time where tara's like you know brad you can't stay up till two o'clock in the morning anymore working yeah. You you can't you can't do these four hour nights anymore. You can't do like all these things. You know, I don't know. I already feel like I'm running thin. I'm already feeling. I'm not burnt out. I hate that word or that phrase, but um, I'm getting tired. Definitely, like over time, I'm like starting yeah. to feel the effects of probably fifteen or twenty years now between the CrossFit and the brewery and the triathlon business like and teaching I'm starting to feel a little tired so I, I i'm i'm almost like bryce kind of knew what i was thinking because i'm this close to like going and doing that i'm this close mm-hmm. to being like let's turn all the computers off let's go fishing every day with my father-in-law you know let's turn the computer off and let's go bike riding every single morning for a couple hours and then me, I don't know, maybe this is like Bryce's sign to me, like, Brad, get your head out of your ass. You're going to work 24 hours a day for a couple more years, and then you'll figure it out. So uh, I will agree with you. We both won the jackpot in the, mm-hmm. with the wives. Mm-hmm. They know when we need to, you know, 
when we got to get shit done, we got to get shit done, and they get that. Right. Like, so, you you walked in, at, you were out with your wife all afternoon, you walked in the house, and the first thing you said probably was, I got to go upstairs and work. And she wasn't like, right. oh, come on, come, no. come to bed, JJ. Yeah. Come on, we got a little something in there. Come on. Like, no. She's like, all right, go to work. I'll bring you some yeah. meds, get that shit done, yeah. and then come back down, and maybe I'll be awake, and if I am, <laughs> bing bong. <laughs> bing bong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but to answer, I guess to off your point is my kind of thought process for me in the future, because like right now I'm still in like the work phase, man. Like I, I still got that, you know, that we go back to this word, that drive. I still have that hustle. Like I, I'm still, I'm still there. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my vacations and stuff. And I love my time with the kids out in the backyard, you know, laying, uh, you know, I'll take a, I, I do, I do love my naps. Don't I? I do love my naps. <laughs> you are a grown man at naps. <laughs> I love them. Um, but I, I, I will say, man, like for me down the road in five, 10, you know, maybe 15 years, probably 10 years, mm-hmm. I see me doing kind of like a hybrid appro- approach. Like I want to have something that I'm working on, but it doesn't take me 40 to 60 hours of my week. Can I, I ask- want something. Okay, go I want, hang on. I want something that I can work on that takes maybe 10 hours a week, but I can also take the family on a two week long vacation if I want to. And then after those two weeks are done, I'm ready to get back home and I'm ready to work on whatever that project I have going on at that time is. I'll ask you one more question and then uh, Sam, my financial friend is in here and asked a pretty cool question that we could talk about for a few minutes, but what part of your work ethic or your quote drive is because of the future you want to provide for your kids? Because I'll tell you this. Well, it's a good question. If I didn't have kids, I would not, I would not currently still be a teacher. If I didn't have kids, I would probably be a lot more relaxed not worried about investments. You think so? I would probably do the YouTube. Th- I, dude, I love making YouTube videos if I have the content. Like, just like I love teaching, but I hate like busy work. Like, I hate the end of the year when you have to like stretch out a week's worth of content in four weeks. Like, I genuinely, like, that's why I still to this day, almost a year and a half later, this is episode 103. You have openly said many times, Brad, let's just pay to get this thing edited. Like, why are you spending a couple hours every week still doing this? I genuinely love it. I really do. Are there bad times? Yeah, it sucks sometimes. Usually, It usually sucks when I procrastinate and get myself behind the eight ball and I'm doing it last minute at midnight on a Sunday. But I think the major things like teaching or the fact that I still teach in New York, like maybe I could go teach and take a major pay cut, but I feel like leaving this pay cut now and doing it would just be reckless because I have kids Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the decisions that I make go into how am I going to not like let my kids make, my kids are going to be okay. Right. Uh, We've given ourselves a foundation, but like, I want now I'm getting to the point where like I want my kids to be able not live spoiled life but live a fairy tale life. Teach them what they work for they can get and then show them the things that are possible when they get it. You know, I don't know. That's that's a kind of a question. Would you still be working this hard? And you you mentioned it before like you went to you were in 
Hawaii and you weren't really working, you needed to do something. But now, 10 years later, where are you at with that? I would be working 100 times harder. Really? Yeah. 100 times harder. I don't work as hard now because I have kids. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, but your drive, so your drive to work and that like that late night that you're going to put in, like mm-hmm. that's not because you're thinking about like the future of, of your kids. You like you would be spending more, like, and and that's a little Graham Stephan, right? You'd be spending more late nights doing like more work yes. if yes. if your kids were really. Yeah, because I spent I. I want to focus the time now on more with my kids, but also I know when I need to grind and do the work, but to, you know, cause I got to make money, you know, I got to right. pay bills. Um, but no, dude, like I feel like I would probably work 10 times as hard as I do now if I didn't have kids. Even if you were, even if like you were older. Yeah. Really? Here's, here's my thing, dude. Like, Oh my God, they're, my kids are the only reason I work. So I think there is a small part of me that like, so I always say, you know, I don't want this huge real estate empire. I don't want, you know, I want to create, I want to create wealth. I want to have a nice little legacy. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there is something that drives me just to like have more and to accomplish more. Like there's just something about like I find uh, value in 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 accomplishing something. You know, running a marathon, uh, building a business. Uh, you know potentially, you know, I don't know, turning something into something and then sell. I don't know. I have no idea. Just that drives me. And then I think about like, there's a small part of me, you know, maybe 2% of me that's like, Hey, it would be pretty cool to build some big empire of something. I'm, I don't think I'll ever do that because I'm in a different state of mind now. And I want to spend more time with my kids and to build something that big, you have to sacrifice time from your family. And I'm not willing to do that. Right. Um, like I couldn't be Gary V. Like I no don't way. Think, I don't think he has no kids way. or anything like that. Like oh, he's got kids and a wife. Oh, he does. Yeah, he's just now he he just literally flat out said he's like they know where I my stand with my work and work comes first and I could never ever do that ever. You know, like I love Gary V. Don't get me wrong, but I could never do that. Yeah, like I I can't like even like today I was trying to like edit a video and Avery was like Tara was like oh. Good. Back to Tara being a champion. She was like, oh, you're editing? Okay, I'll take the kids for a quick walk around the block. And Avery was like, Dad, are you going to come with us? And I've, I, at first I was like, old Brad was like, no, nah, baby girl, I just got to get this done. But now, financially independent, retired Brad was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll come. Yeah, I'll come. But I know that I'm going to be staying up later and doing it because, I don't know, everything now I feel like is I want to make sure that I get it done for them. Yeah. Great question, Bryce. Yeah, that was good. Did you see Sam's question? He said, uh, I have a scenario for you guys. If you had a 100K windfall, what would you do with it? And because he knows knows the audience, he said, one rule, you can't put it in an index fund. He said, some kind of business or investment. What are you doing with it? Um, I know what you're doing. Yeah, you probably know what I'm doing, but so I'll give I'll give two answers. I'll give the typical boring JJ answer, and that's I'd probably go buy like three rental properties with it. Um, I mean, if if they were available, yeah, right. Assuming, right. 
$30,000 down payment on each one. I feel like if I had the opportunity, that's kind of where I would go too. Yeah. But I just feel like real estate for me is like one of those impossible things that's never going to happen. I'm trying to like think I f- though. I feel like so I'm, I'm thinking of a different- I feel like I missed real estate. Dude, what do you mean you missed real estate? Like I feel like I'm too old now. Like I missed the I missed the opportunity. Bro, you need to go listen to some bigger pockets podcasts. There's guys older than you that just got started at 50 and they're crushing it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, probably real estate's what I'd do with mine. 100k. I do want to I do want to invest in businesses though. Well, that's what I was trying to think. I'm like, what business would I want to start? You know what business I would love to start? Hmm. Like a cool coffee shop. I do too, but I, I'm not a morning person. See, I could, I could do the morning thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I could do the morning thing, but then I, after I got it like started up and got the process and everything going, I'd hire somebody to come in and open up, and I'd come in at like seven or eight. I've told you what my dream retirement gig is. What? I would be surprised if we've got a hundred if we've got hundred two episodes. And I've never mentioned like my dream. I mean, I'm thinking of one, but I don't know if I can say it on the podcast. <laughs> Say it. What do you think it is? A uh, marijuana shop. Oh, no. See, no. I won't get into syntax anymore. Mm. Like, I did the brewery thing. And, yeah. like, and also, too, like the cannabis industry, especially as it enters New York, is going to be a great business opportunity. It's just probably be a conflict of interest with my teaching job. And I, I don't yeah. want to get into that. I want a bed and breakfast with like six rooms. Oh, yeah. You have told me that before. That is yeah. because. If we list all the things, and, and we're good friends now, and you've seen this, one of my favorite things to do in this universe is host people. Mm-hmm. I love... You're a good host. I'll give you that. I love spoiling people. Yeah. And I love spoiling people with food even more. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah, so the schmutz. So it's like I dream of a day where I have like a, a big old like Victorian... And it's pretty much get there. There's like a little bit about bonfire at night. We kind of sit around the bonfire. We meet all the people staying in the Airbnb. I learn the stories of the road and, you know, like tell a story, give a story for the road. Then in the morning we wake up, I make them the most incredible effing breakfast that they've ever had in their whole life. And then I say goodbye to them. I say goodbye to them and I tell them that, um, you're only allowed one lifetime stay so that I would never see them again and uh, to have a great journey. And if they come <laughs> next time, they have to use an alias. <laughs> that would be like, that'd be it for me because hosting and staying home are, so maybe I'd make, I'd take a hundred K and, but Airbnb, uh, B&Bs are hard. Yeah. Bed and breakfasts are hard business, but. You're also stuck there. Well, no, you just don't, it. you just don't book it those weeks. Mm, you're, just, you're just no vacancy when you want to travel. That's true. You know, you live there, you know, and because when I traveled through the Pacific Northwest and I stayed in a lot of hostels and stuff like that, my favorite part of that was staying in hostels and just re- literally meeting people for just a day or two and feeling like I've known them forever, you know? So I think, oh man, maybe I'm going to respark that. The thing is, do you just can't, you just can't find um, you can't find buildings big enough to do that anymore because it costs you millions and millions and millions of dollars, and you can't just make pe- food for people anymore. The Department of Health has to get involved and all that dumb shit. 
Dude, there was a bread and breakfast that came on the market like six months ago in the town I live in. And that's like real big here because we live in a, we live in a historic downtown area of Missouri, mm-hmm. um, like a small town. And they have like one thing they specialize in is like bed and breakfasts because like people will come and like, you know, from all over people come. We got like wineries and stuff here too. And it sold for like, like 250000 or something. I hate you. And people come all the time. I mean, it's... I know. Like, why I you- mean, we stayed in a bed and breakfast in town whenever we got married the night after our wedding. Yeah, I think if now that I think about it, that would be like my uh, what's up, as we know. That would be my last. That would be my last hurrah business. I think. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. It'd be fun. That'd be a fun like retirement phase business too to do, man. Because like, think about what you want. Like, you know, when you get older too. Like, I feel like I cherish the friendship. Not even just the friendships, but just the conversations I have with people mm-hmm. more. The older I'm getting, than mm-hmm. you know, maybe my younger days, like. When I meet that, you know, I remember me telling you about Al, you know, at the airport who bought me the beer. It's like, that sticks in my head, man. Like, I'll never meet Al again in my life. But just the the hour him and I shared together and the conversations we had about life, that's the things that, like, I cherish a lot more whenever I'm out. And that's why I'm a lot more open. And that's why I like, you know, doing the small talk with people is because you never know who you're going to meet and you never know what you're going to learn. You are a professional small talker. <laughs> you're, you're professional. I love it. <laughs> makes it so easy for me. FinCon, I was just like, I just kind of like followed you around. Like, hmm. JJ, introduce me to this person, please. But no, that's what it's going to be. I think I might respark that. Do it. That'd be fun. Because I don't know. Yeah, that's just something about like kind of like my open door policy for happy hour. It's and like your real estate in. Yeah. And the real estate. I would want to live there, I think, though. You can live anywhere, dude. Yeah, Airbnbs are dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I would want it to be like farm town. I want it to be like country. I want it you to got be plenty of places to pick in the United States. I know, right? What would I need? I would need like a Yeah, see so you'd probably need like a six bedroom, seven bedroom house. Yeah, you need something big. Like how big but is that Airbnb that one for two hundred fifty K? Uh it was probably around five to seven bedrooms. I think I'm just going to go into the MLS tonight and look for seven bedrooms plus. Oh, boy. Brad's going to be up till 3 o'clock to, tonight texting See, me. it's always freaking something. Yep. It's It'll always never something. Stop. It'll never stop. But that's exciting, though. Like, that's what motivates us, I feel like, and stuff like that. But All right, dude. Well, hey, let's wrap this one up. That was a good one. That was a, a great question. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you ever have a, a question you want to ask us, something that you're going through financially or just a question like Bryce had today that, you know, just kind of lets you makes you sit there and think. Things that make um, you go, hmm. hmm. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you all so much for listening to the Average Money Podcast. And until the next episode, take care.